Good afternoon, Adam. How are you doing today? I'm great, Joe. How are you doing? Oh, everything is wonderful. I'm sure not quite as wonderful as in Staten Island, but, you know, we're doing okay here in Jersey. Well, I'm glad I uh, gave you that information before the podcast, so I won't say it on the podcast about how we're doing here in Staten Island. Yeah, that was pretty gnarly. We'll we'll keep that one to ourselves for now. This is a family-friendly show. But uh, anyway, on to nicer stuff. So we have a we are lucky enough to have a guest today. And, you know, as we've talked about in the past, you know, one um, area, constituency, whatever, that is woefully and shamefully underrepresented in information security is women. Um, you know, again, we've talked about it before, but we're a little constrained in how much, um, you know, perspective we can bring to it. Because as you know, I'm not a woman, nor are you, nor do we identify as women, nor would anyone take us seriously if we said we did. So we, we, we solved that by getting a, a real woman as a guest, but also someone who is very active in this field and brings us a, a lot of perspective. So let's welcome Rebecca Kayak. Rebecca, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. I'm really happy to be here with you. Great to, great to have you. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know what you, what you sort of teed up there at the beginning is, is very true, being a woman in cyber. Um, it's, it's lonely. There's not a lot of women, you know, you can just, just about, um, any organization that you go to, I mean, the leadership, you can, women leaders, you can count on one hand, um, sometimes only one finger, Right. <laughs> um, you know, anytime we have any sort of, you know, sales kickoffs or we have any sort of, um, you know, shows, you know, we, whatever it is, uh, you know, the, the line for the women's room is nothing. Um, and the men are just piled up high. So, um, it, it's, it's lonely, but, um, I do believe, um, that the tide will change, that we will see more women. I mean, will it be substantial? You know, if, if I had to put a number on it today, maybe, maybe 10% women. I'd say that's even generous, but anyway, I was thinking you know. more like seven or eight, but yeah. If I don't I know everybody, but if I remember correctly, and I just posted today and somebody said, there's no way it's true. Um, on the security cocktail hour LinkedIn uh, page, we posted uh, a story where someone said it was 24% women represented in cybersecurity, I believe, which oh, I don't believe is no. accurate, but don't take no my word way. for it. Call me out if it's wrong, but I think it's what the no. story said. Here's I would say that that number is probably more closely related to technology as an industry. I don't think it's specific to cyber. What we? Yeah, I have yeah. to agree with you on that. And yeah. I started drinking already, so I might have gotten it wrong. I, I was I was just going to say I so normally yes, my normal my normal tequila is uh, Casamigos Reposado. Um, my husband drank the last of it. I didn't realize that we were out, so I've gone to my trusty Glace Azul, which is also a Reposado. And yeah, yeah, uh, love me some tequila. And oh. um, and this fun bottle, if you've, if you've never experienced That's this, we, we first learned about it in Mexico, um, you can ring it. Oh, that <laughs> I've nice never little, seen. Nice little trick, nice little trick. That's got to um, be funny after a few rounds. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I would yeah. not give it to somebody at a bar in, in Staten Island that probably uses as a weapon. Absolutely. I, I, I wouldn't put myself... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't pet it past me to use it if I needed to. <laughs> well, I got to I got to tell you, I went out and got a bottle of Casamigos, which I yeah. don't normally drink. Yeah. Just not a big tequila drinker. Yeah. And I even had a George Clooney joke teed up. I said, "Oh, I was going to refuse to to plug it unless you acknowledge that Frank Sinatra was the true Danny Ocean." 
But uh, anyway, I guess it's a moot point. <laughs> wow. You have a lot of high expectations. Hey, this, this is New Jersey. We worry about these things here. You know, cheers. Everybody. Cheers, guys. <laughs> cheers. cheers. Don't, you have to, don't, you have to, um, don't you have to shake Sinatra's hand to be part of the club? That's going to be a little tough, unfortunately. I'm in the past. If you're shaking his hand now, if you're shaking his hand now, you got some serious problems. It still sounds like we're talking about the family here. I think we should probably be careful. Yes. Well, let's move on to to security. So, so anyway, yes, it is. It is true. There are. Well, actually, Rebecca, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Because you are, you know, not just a women in security pundit. You have been in the industry for a. I have. I have. I have. I have. Um, so I am, um, I live in Austin, Texas, and I went to school um, um, at what now is called Texas State University. And when I moved to Austin, so that's a little town about 30 miles south called San Marcos, Texas. And when I moved to Austin, um, I worked for a, a company where I sold fax machines. That was my first year out of college. And then my second job, I sold office furniture. And both times, um, what is now Dell, Dell Technologies, um, back then it was just called Dell. Um, Dell Technologies was my customer for both of those companies. And um, I, so I got to know the, the purchasing manager really well. And one day I was in her office and she was like, why are you not working for us? And I was like, I'd never even thought about it. And she's like, I'm going to get you an interview. Two weeks later, I was in a training class. So um, and so, so I really did the bulk of my um technology work, very early days of Dell. Um, I, I started with them back in 94 and um, I did um, sales, sales leadership. And I also did a stint in product group marketing with those guys. And um, and then when I left Dell, um, I joined um, the channel side of the business. And so then Dell was my partner that I managed the partnership with Dell. And I did that for many, many years. So I felt like I was in the Dell ecosystem for about like 25 years between both of those um, together. Um, and then when I um, when, when I moved into that channel space, I met an incredible leader, um, Abigail Maines, who's currently the CRO with um, Hidden Layer. And, um, and, I, and I just, boy, I just really, really liked her leadership. She's just, um, she's really cool. She's really, really, she's smart. My God, she's brilliant. She's so, um, it, like she gets it. And when you, when you work for somebody who just, who gets it, they understand all of the ins and outs and all of the little nuances. Um, you really want to stick around with that person. So I've actually, um, gone with her to four different companies. Oh, and well, that's what Adam always says about me, but then he quit on me. So wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> wait, so, so what you don't know, um, yeah, Rebecca yeah. is that mm-hmm. Joe inherited the group that I was in. And what Joe used to tell every single person at the company we worked at, I normally don't mention company names. Joe says, yeah, I inherited Adam. I didn't hire him. I was the only was one that inherited him. I didn't hire myself. But well, I kept you around. What a, what a compliment. I mean, I mean, you're like a stepkid, you know? I mean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, have a, I have a stepson and I love him like I birthed him. So, I'll tell you, <laughs> so let me give you a plug for you. Okay. At that company that I met you at, yes. you were the go-to person for that vendor. You were the go-to person. And I highly admired you, and I really appreciated all your help. Uh, I know sometimes your hands were tied, but you gave me the honest answers, and I really appreciate it. Yeah. Which is, I'm kind of surprised that you're still 
you're on our podcast after working with me at that other company as my vendor. But I'm, I'm, I still thank you for coming on. You gave it that bad of a time, Adam. Wow. Nice. That's, 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 an, that's an incredible um, accolade. And I have to tell you, that is always my go. Uh, my goal at, at anything that I do is um, I always... I always want to be brutally honest. I mean, because sometimes I can make things happen, and and I'm and I'm my brand. I'm also known for that, and I can I can almost always um, make something work. Um, but, but again, when I when I have the right leadership who gets it and they understand um, what a true partner means, oh, man, it's 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 beautiful. It's beautiful because then we really do. Um, you know, I add value to what you're doing and you add value to what I'm doing and it just very simpatico. Um, so thank you. I, that, that is always what I strive to be. And I, I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. And I guess the good news, and, and it's no problem because you definitely earned it. And the good news is with Joe, Joe woke up one day, said, Adam, you want to do a podcast? I'm like, okay. So I love Joe. Joe, Joe, if I could work for Joe again, it might be hard now because I'm very happy where I am, but I would work for Joe again. So I'm so happy that we're all coming together. You know, I'm ready to start singing Kumbaya and then roasting marshmallows. <laughs> well, yeah. you are working for me again. Just Adam thinks he's a partner in this, but you know. <laughs> anyway. That's true. <laughs> I'm kidding. We are partners. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. but uh, but also, I mean, and again, we we really don't don't know each other, but uh, yeah. but I think you also move from dell kind of the traditional space yes. i think you also made yes. a very strategic move yes. into kind of the new world of yes you know, yes yes well because you know you, you've got to be more than than a than a you know a one-hit wonder right you've right. you know you've got to kind of um expand your horizons a little bit um so i have um added quite a few other you know gsis and technology partners um you know into my tool belt and it, and it has been wonderful um and i've learned so much about myself even like how do i shorten that cycle of getting to know people. And like, sometimes it's just, you know, like I came out to meet Adam in person and, and, and I was even, you know, I was super lucky to, to get to meet his wife too. And like, you know, and, and that's, again, that's, that's, that's my brand. That's the, that's the difference that you're going to get with me. Um, is that, um, I, I love my partners and I have so much loyalty, um, and, and I'm completely devoted, um, to making the world easy. And so that's, that's, that's wow. what I enjoy to do. I feel, I almost feel like, you know, it's like you kind of, you find your calling kind of thing. And I was just like, this, this well, is what I was meant to do. Well, that's great because, you know, I mean, you know, we've been kind of, Adam and I kind of come from the other side of the table, you know, the mm -hmm. purchasing side, you know, being, right. uh, you know, security managers and everything, whether it's security or anything else, it's, you know, right. that the vendors that, you know, I have the best relationships with, are you know the best business relationships or the ones who I have the best relationships with, you know, and I don't just mean we're we're friends or we're buddies or anything, but right. you know, you really get to know each other and you get to know, um, you know, they get to know you and what you need. They're not going to call you every time they have some new silly thing they're they're pushing. You know, you, you really get a get a relationship yeah. there and a, and a respect and, and like each yeah. other too, because because who wants yeah. to work with people who are just unpleasant to be frank. Yeah. Before, yeah, you know. exactly. And, and, you know, and, and, and Adam sort of alluded to, it, you know, we had a lot of things going on um, between the two companies that we were both representing um, and not all of it was pleasant. Right. But, you know, we still, we managed to get through every single day um, still feeling like we were on the same team. And, you know, that was amazing. Yeah, we, great. Yeah. We, we definitely had a common drive um, and you're right. Some of the, the, the issues were difficult 
but we both had the same thing in mind, taking care of the client, taking care of the customer to ensure we gave the best possible solution. Because at the end of the day, and I always say this, right? Yeah, we want to represent our companies, whether passion or uh, prejudice. Um, but at the same time, it's us. We're the brand that we're selling as well, in addition to the company that we represent. So when we move on to another company and we deal with the same people possibly again, we want them to know that we have that integrity and we do the best we can to ensure that they get in the best possible quality or uh, product. You know, yeah. that, that sounds yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Product level of service, level of attention. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. So. Which is why we're here together again, because we all yeah. Yeah, re yeah. respect each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So then um, <clears throat> I mentioned to you guys the the, the leader that I sort of glommed onto, um, Abigail Maines. Um, so what we, what we were doing was every company that we were at, uh, we were starting a women's organization, right? And, and again, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, it was small. Sometimes it was 12 women. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, I think at, at its height, maybe, you know, like 25, 30 women kind of thing. But every single company, we were recreating the wheel. And we decided one day, um, let's stop recreating the wheel. Let's just create the one thing. It stays with us everywhere we go. We just fold the other people in. Um, and and that's how we founded Fierce. So that was back in 2020 um, during the pandemic. It was one of those, you know, a lot of a lot of really good things came out of the pandemic. And, you know, obviously for us, that's how we feel about it. So Fierce stands for um, <clears throat> females in, in, every, in every role changes everything. And um, so, you okay, know. Okay, so. I'm sorry, yeah. I have to ask you. This has been yeah. bothering me. How, that, that, algorithm, that algorithm, that acronym is just fantastic. How Thank long you. did it take you to come up with that? Excuse me. Yeah. I need a little tequila shot here. There you <laughs> go. That's right. See? There we are. You're in the spirit of the show already. <laughs> Very medicinal. Um, so, it, you know what? It, it did actually, it didn't take long. We liked the word fierce. First, we, we sort of just did a brainstorm of, um, what are the words, you know, that, that in your mind sort of signify, you know, who we are and mm -hmm. what we're trying to accomplish. And it was one of the words. So once we found the word, then it was like, okay, then can we make it mean something? So then we just, <laughs> yeah, started, well, we just started to sort of play around with it and, and it literally just sort of rolled and it was like, wow, that was kind of cool. And that's when we decided, okay, we're really going to keep this. We're really going to take this and do something else with it beyond just whatever organization we happen to be employed at the time. Awesome. Well, that's a good name too. Yeah. Yeah. As long as yeah. you don't get a cease and desist from that project <laughs> runway guy, you know, you should be cool. I love it. But <laughs> you should totally be fine. And then when we went in to create our logos, um, we sort of looked at, um, you know, a couple of different storyboards and one of them had a, a picture of a panther. And then what's interesting about um, a panther is depending on where you're from, the panther could have a lot of names. It could be a puma, it could be a panther, it can be, you know, like a jaguar. Um, and it could be many colors. And then we thought, oh man, that also is amazing because that's what women are. Like we have so many different titles, right? We're moms, um, we're wives, we are um, employees. Sometimes we're the, you know, the, the entrepreneur. Sometimes we are, you know, your carpool, you're the maid, you're the chef, you're, <laughs> you know, you're all of these different things. You wear all of these different hats. Um, so we really liked, you know, just physically the, the strength of a panther. We just felt like that embodied women. And then um, I really liked the, the little extra touches. We add a crown onto, onto our little panther. And, and whenever we ride out fierce, we like to put the crown on that as well. Um, and that's also just to remind us that um, 
like no matter what is going on, you are still a queen. You can handle this. You've got everything you need um, within you and you just have to, you know, sometimes you, your crown might get banged up or it might get tarnished, but you just clean it up and you bang out those dents and you keep going. A crown or a tiara? Uh, we like a crown, but I'm not opposed to a tiara. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference? I'm feeling so stupid today. I didn't even know a jaguar and a puma and all of them were the same out, were the same thing. So I think of a tiara as is like it's just a little front piece of just a front adornment, oh, and then it's okay. kind of more like a headbandy kind of a thing. Or versus, you know, a crown is is like complete. A complete. Oh, yeah, you go for the whole crown. I'm definitely. just saying. I'm just saying. We're worth it. See, this is educational. Also, we learned the difference yeah. between the yeah. so much. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm also learning that uh, it appears that you and Abigail are very good at branding and creating messaging. <laughs> Far better than Adam and I. If you've seen our website, <laughs> oh, <laughs> your site is beautiful. So. Well, we're, we're get, so part of the deal here is we brought um, we brought her on, we brought Rebecca on to the show. She's going to provide a 25 minute free consultation on what we should do next. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, the sky's the limit, man. We're, we're, we're Panthers. We can do anything we want. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, you know what? I would like to tell you about a workshop that we're planning for the fall. Please. I think that would sure. be really fun too. So um, we're calling it, this is our first like large event we've had. Um, well, I guess that's not true. We had that wonderful breakfast at RSA this past year. Um, I think we had about 200 people who registered and probably about, um, somewhere between 130 and 150 people that showed up to a breakfast. Um, and it was just sort of a, a nice little come and go kind of thing, but it was, that was really cool. So that was at RSA earlier this year. Um, but we tend to do like one big thing a quarter. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes it's just like a, like a nice happy hour kind of thing. Um, the other thing that we like to focus on is we want to make sure that the women who are a part of our organization, that you don't have to pay to come to something. Um, we, we find sponsors. So, you know, we kind of, we kind of, you know, utilize that, um, muscle that we have in building partnerships and we, um, and we use, we use that now to build sponsors, um, that then, you know, um, invest in us and invest in the women. Um, and, um, you know, obviously we're there for them whenever, whenever our sponsor companies are looking for employees and they want, you know, they're specifically looking for female talent. You know, we've got a nice little database of, of women we can we can send their way. We can um, promote um, any, you know, job openings, um, things of that nature. So it's a very, again, it's a very simpatico kind of a kind of a thing where, where it's a it's a true partnership. We want to add value. That's yep. going to be part of our um, also our uh, guidance. Uh, Rebecca's yeah. going to show us how to get sponsors. <laughs> yeah, we could use that. Yeah, our our current pitches will will uh, will plug anything that's you know not illegal. So, yeah. Whoa, whoa, that's not true. Wait, wait, step back. <laughs> that's not true. I'm willing to plug some illegal stuff too. <laughs> okay, but you know that's that's interesting. That is really interesting because I know that there are a lot of companies out there that like when they're getting started, they actually do have to have conversations about stuff um, that could be controversial. Um, like you know, like well, like, let's just pretend for a moment that you guys were consultants. You know, would you um, take a job, take take a take a yeah, take a job, a gig from a company that was something that maybe you morally objected to? You know, maybe it was something like, uh, you know, something in the porn industry. You know, would would you do that? No, and I, I actually we're joking around a bit. I'm still negotiating. I'm still negotiating. There are a number of industries I really prefer not to work for, and Adam's like. 
what we're doing. So it's an interesting thing. It's Rebecca, interesting thing. this is this this has been brought up to me before. I've actually been in interviews, and I bet you wish you were flung on the wall for this. And somebody's like, "Why do you want a job here?" And I go, "Look, um, this is what I'm passionate about." I said, "Someone gave me five hundred thousand dollars to twiddle my thumbs, you know, a million dollars a year to twiddle my thumbs and do nothing else, just sit there like this. I wouldn't do it. But if it's something I believe in, something I want to yeah. do. And by the way, I've had some opportunities to work at some morally questionable places." And I even left one place recently because I was not happy with the ethics. So the point I'm making is I'm very careful what we do. And we have these conversations, Joe and I, all the time. You know, we're careful what we plug. We're careful what we repose. We're careful what we say. We try not to mention companies. We try to be vendor agnostic. Uh, but we will bring vendors on if they want to talk about their, their product and how they relate to the industry. But we're very careful. Yeah, I, I I think that's a good policy to have. Um, I I do I do a separate podcast with a, a guy friend of mine, and you know, um, we we had to have some similar conversations as well because it's like, listen, we're not trying to, um, <laughs> I I don't want to upset anybody. Like you know, it, that's just not that's not who I am. I I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm not you know. I mean, obviously, I am who I am, and I have you know beliefs and, and, you know, values, um, that I stand behind. Um, but I, but I would never like sort of force that on anybody else, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's tough because, you know, even insecurity, there are some controversial issues yeah. and we've, you yeah. know, and we've taken on some because we have to, because it makes sense because yeah. it's what people are interested in. Yeah. Um, but you know, at, at the same time, um, you know, we're not looking to, uh, you know, have, have people screaming in the comments or, right. or yeah. any craziness right. like yeah, that. Like, we try to keep yeah. it, you know, a little more yeah. elevated. You know, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, so so I like that. I think, I think you guys are totally on the right path with with what you got going on, and um, you know, just stay true to yourselves and and you know whoever your tar target audience is. And I don't think you can go wrong. You know, just because we have a voice does not mean we should use it, right? Um, yeah. And, and, and let's keep in mind, let's, let's be fair. Our, our podcast is just starting out still, you know, the audience is, is not great, but if the audience was, let's say a hundred thousand or half a million people, we both Joe and I would not use that audience to, to start ranting about people or organizations. Our goal is to be, is to, to, to bring together, um, vendors and people that we that we want to speak to in a way that you know and joe brings this up all the time as if we were at a bar just having a conversation and having a drink that's what we look for to enjoy each other yeah, yeah. not to make money that's right but then but then you know when it gets late and it's like you know in the fourth or fifth <laughs> round you start saying what's really on your mind we, we kind of try to avoid that that gets a little oh, we don't record that but, uh, <laughs> we don't record that yeah yeah turn the recorder off yeah, because those are still great conversations to have. You know, I, I love a good, you know, uh, get into the weeds kind of a discussion like that. That's fun for yeah. me. But yeah, don't don't have the recorder on for that one. No proof. Okay, so Rebecca, with fears, um, it, it sounds like it's covering a broad um, thing with women. Is it yeah. um, all business? I you yeah. know more technology, yeah. security. What what are you covering? There? Yeah. Yep. No. Um, so again, when we, when we look at, um, you know, like what, what is, you know, our mission, what is our charter? We really, we focus on, we, we sort of have like the four foundations of fierce, which are, um, 
empathy is is like the most important um resilience courage and hustle and or work ethic right and so we, we we really everything that we do we can always bring it back to one of our four foundations and um and so like like we're gonna i was i started to tell you and i can't seem to finish my thought on this is our, our workshop that we're going to have in the fall. It'll be in Austin, Texas, and it'll be um, one and a half days. We'll, we'll kick it off on a Thursday evening, and it'll be a networking event. And we're using this fantastic platform, um, Happily, H-A-P-P-I-L-Y. Um, we love that platform, by the way. They're, they're a great um, partner of ours. And um, so, so we'll kick it off with um, a networking event. And, and, and why I mentioned that platform is um, when you RSVP, you can also upload um, like a picture of yourself. So so imagine how helpful that would be for you to go to a networking event and you knew before you went, oh, I want to find this guy and mention something to him, have a conversation with him or her. And um, so you've got a picture of what to look for for when you get there, you know. So, so, that, so we think that that will help a bunch too. Well, especially if it's not not a twelve year old LinkedIn picture like most people's are, so that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> well, if, yeah, that would be ideal. Yeah, I think a lot of people are looking for me, so I'd probably use Joe's picture. You know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. That's a great trick, actually. <laughs> I may steal that. Um, and um, and then on Friday we'll go over. We'll we'll have some um, some keynote speakers, and we'll have some really good discussions, some panel things, and we'll talk about topics like. Um, um, finances, like how to maximize your benefits at any company that you're at, um, investing, even fractional investing, like just some things that, you know, if you've never really spent the time to dig into it, you may not know about. And it's a great way to empower women financially. Um, and then we'll have um, um, some sort of, you know, mental health and wellness as well. We have a, um, a nurse manager um, on the um, on the agenda. We have um, a lady who's going to talk about, um, you know, your personal brand, how you build your personal brand. Um, we have somebody who's going to speak on mentoring and, and champions and, you know, what the, what the differenti differentiators are between them and how you find them. And, um, and then we'll have some, some other good panel discussions. And some of the things that, um, like if, if I had to just toss out, I'm going to give you some, like three questions um, that we typically get from women that we, that whenever we're addressing them. We get a lot of women who ask us about, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you not, how do you not always feel guilty, right? If I'm at work, I, I'm guilty that I'm, I'm not at home with my kids. If I'm home with my kids, I'm guilty that I'm not doing the thing at work I'm supposed to be doing. So we get a lot of that. Um, so we help, you know, navigate um, sort of the age old question of, you know, can women really have it all? Um, you know, and, um, and it's not just a simple yes or no answer. It's, it's sort of yes. Um, you know, but, but there's, there's a lot of things that are wrapped around that. Yes. Um, we also, um, we get a lot of questions on the, um, champions and mentorship. So we definitely want to do a deep dive there. And then, um, you know, strategies for if you, if you want some upward mobility, um, but maybe you've got some gaps in your skill set. And that's another topic that we have. We have a gal coming on to talk about exactly how to bridge um, those gaps. Um, she created a little company called Bridged. Um, so that's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, so we, so we get, you know, a, a lot of sort of typical questions from women. But again, we, we focus on women. It could be in technology. It could be just in corporate America. But we also, like, you know, if, if you wanted to be an entrepreneur, if you want... Um, if you are in, in, in government or you're in academia, we'll be dressing um, a group of women at um, the University of Texas um, sometime in the near future. Um, you know, so there's, there's just 
we have another company that we work with that we, um, it's, it's a mostly female company. Um, they, they, they provide female services. And, um, I think one of the interesting things that they talked, that they asked us about was sometimes the women are real catty and there's a lot of just, you know, catty, you know, catty women fighting kind of amongst them. How do, how do they break out of that cycle? You know, well, you're so, allowed to say that, not us. But. <laughs> <laughs> Again, so, uh, you know, and then we had it, we had another organization that was like, um, you know, all the women are, are, are the, are the women who are the women in the organization are the ones who are doing all of the work. Um, but the boss is always a man. Like, how do we, how do we break out of that? How do we get corporate to see us as an option? Um, for, for the, you know, highest of leadership as well. So, you know, we, 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 we get it all and, um, you know, hopefully we address it all, but we don't, we, we are not just specifically focused on technology. We, we do, we do all sorts of areas of interest. Yeah. I'm going to say something that's not popular, but um, okay. it's, it's funny. Like I, I've had this conversation with both uh, my wife and uh, my child and I'm like in the animal kingdom, the women are the, or the female species are the ones that do the hunting. They're, they're the ones that are the providers. Um, the uh, praying mantis after procreation rips the head off the male. The, um, in the, in the uh, bird species, they're the ones that go hunt and provide nourishment for their, their, their offspring. So I've said this before to some men like, just shut up, just shut up. But it's kind of true, right? <laughs> it's kind of yeah. true. We're, we're pretty magical creatures. Yeah. Plus, yes. plus we're the ones that, 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 you know, create the miracle of life <laughs> in our bodies. Yeah. Can you imagine, if, you know, I've seen like these little movies and shows where they try to give you the picture of a man giving birth and what, what would happen. And it's not pretty. <laughs> no, no, the, the, no, the population would completely die off. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so there's, there's lots and lots and lots of things um, for us to grow into, essentially. We address a lot of the um, sort of triaging um, that needs to happen today. Um, but then, you know, the ultimate goal is um, to not even be needed in a future generation, right? For, for us to not even be needed to exist um, because we're going to, you know, help do such a good job of teaching both men and women, um, you know, how to raise strong women, how to raise women who are not afraid of the STEM industry. Um, and, um, you know, it, it's, it's, I, I, I absolutely can see that that will be a thing. I can absolutely, you know, I think, you know, there's some real simple things that you can do today, which is, you know, I know you may think it's the most amazing compliment to call your daughter a princess, you know, but if she grows up thinking that, you know, all she is is pretty and she can't handle, you know, a job, you know, being, um, you know, you know, something in the biomedical field or she can't do, she can't be president. She can't be, you know, no, we, we really want to help eradicate any of that sort of, um, thought process. And, um, you know, we, we, we want to equip, um, both men and women on, you know, how, how do you be a part of the solution so that we don't ever even have to have these discussions again. So, you know, Joe and I, we, we go through sometimes these, um, sessions where we talk about how are we going to find people for our podcasts. And I found that I know it's not representative of the industry or even IT. I found that there are more women thought leaders on LinkedIn than I see of men in, in, in IT. And every once in a while, and we've actually invited other women to be on because it seems to be a very powerful message to convey 
And um, not to say I don't want men on there too, because of course I do. But, um, you know, there's a lot of thought leaders out there, a lot of, uh, and, I, and this is probably a bad word, cheerleader for, for women to, 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 to um, excel in this field, which is great. And, and, I, and as, a, as, a, as a father, I, I want to see, you know, I had these conversations with my, my child and I said, hey, you know, you need to be independent. You need not to rely on anybody. And that's really important for me. Yep. And those are super important conversations that dads should have with their um, daughters. Um, and Abigail, my, my co-founder of Fierce, um, she actually wrote a book called Abigail's Amazing Dad. Um, her, her father is no longer, um, you know, with us, but um, he did a really good job of, of, you know, when women like Margaret Thatcher and Ann Richards would be um, on TV and they would be, you know, doing what they do best, he would make sure she was in front of that TV, watching it, seeing it, hearing it firsthand. And then, you know, they would talk about it later and he breathed that life into her, you know, that absolutely you can, um, you can do anything, you can be anything. Um, you know, like there's, there's nothing that's off limits. And that's not to say that even if you don't chase after something big, that, you know, you've not accomplished much, uh, you know, and, and that sounds, I, I don't even like the way that sounded coming out of my mouth. Um, because, you know, being a stay home mom, um, is also a very important role. If a woman chooses to work outside of the home, um, you know, great. Sometimes women are, are you know, there's no, there's no choice. You just, you have to, you have to do whatever you have to do to care for the family. Um, so, so it's not to, it's not to, it's not to put any sort of a light on, you know, that role not having um, value because absolutely it does. Um, but also kind of going back to that guilt part that I talked about earlier, you know, I have a lot of women that part, you know, part of that guilty question is, you know, how do I have a successful career? How do I make time to be a thought leader, to um, present myself well, to, you know, excel at work, you know, and be the best that I can be at home. And um, that's where I said, you know, that that answer just is not as simple as, you know, there's like one magical recipe and then boom, you've got it. Jeff? Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, I got some real thoughts on that. I think I, it, it applies to everyone, you know, men and women. And this gets to something, you know, I read a lot of, I read a lot of philosophy and ancient stuff and everything. And, you know, the, you know, the question of, you know, how do I have it all or how do I do all this, you know, is, is actually not a new one in the, yeah. even in the, uh, yeah. you know, even in the, you know, even in the modern, modern world. And, you know, the answer, I mean, I personally think just being a little slightly mature or whatever I like to think, but, yeah. uh, you know, very mature. You're... You have to have a, if you say you want to have it all, you need to have, you need to have a realistic Yes. Uh, yeah. Goal. View of, of it. Yeah. Of, uh, expectation yeah, of, of having it all. That's right. And set your expectations and your priorities in life. Cause you know what? Yeah. You got to have priorities. I mean, even if you're a, you know, you're a dad, it's like, you know what? I mean, I can tell you too, I've made certain yeah. decisions. It's like, if you're going to yeah. be at all the baseball games and all the concerts and doing all these things, yeah. um, you know what? There are certain jobs you're, you're not going to be able to have, you know, I mean, that's just, yeah. and, and, and that's, not necessarily a negative. There's, that's just right. the reality of putting right. some priorities Absolutely. Um, on your on your yeah. life. You know, there are, you know, people. You know, also you look at some, you know, men who are hyper successful. Many of them have 
horrendous relationships with their families and divorces and everything. You know, you gotta make your decisions in life, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, But I understand that for women, it's especially challenging. So it's almost like- Many more expectations, apparently, you know? It's almost like cybersecurity, it's risk versus reward. You're you're gonna risk one thing in order to help a reward on the other. And I told my wife, we had this conversation many times with my wife, not recently, and she's like, you know, I want to be home with the kids when the kids were younger. And I said, look, we'll, we'll try to make things work. But if you go to work, you're going to be very happy with yourself because you're going to have a career. And not only are you taking care of the kids, you're also providing for them monetarily. So while you might not be home every single moment with them, yeah. you'll be able to excel and, and be a bigger provider in addition to the compensation I get in order to put the kids through programs they want, what yeah. they want to do pay for college. So yes, it's give and take where you want to give, where you want to take. And one size does not fit all. What might be right for a stay home mom might be very different for another woman that can work 18 hours a day and then come home. It really depends on your situation. Yeah. Yeah. I have two, I have two major thoughts where that's concerned. Number one is um, what we found to be true within our family was that it was quality over quantity. Did it, you know, it didn't necessarily matter how much time we spent with our son. It was the time that we spent with him. Was that true quality time where we really focused, where we really present, or were we all just sitting around, you know, on our phones, right? So we made, we maximized the time that we had together. And it is, you know, we absolutely felt that that made a huge, huge difference. We were phones down, um, you know, during family dinners and we always sat at the table and it was always discussions, you know, so it's like maximize your time with that. Um, so that was, you know, one of the, one of the big things that we did. And then, um, on secondarily, I always like to tell women, especially when they're sort of, you know, feeling the, the pangs of guilt is, um, you know, your kids also need to see you thriving. They need to see you fulfilled. They need to see you, um, you know, um, working through challenging situations. Like you're modeling the right behavior when you're doing those things, right? Because it, because also, like you know, kids they 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 think that they're the center of the universe, right? And 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 they want they love being the sunshine for everybody, and nobody can live without the sunshine, right? They love that, but it's also not healthy for kids to believe <laughs> that. That they are the center of the universe. In my household, um, in well, my yeah. At a certain age, they need to get, <laughs> get over. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so now, what we've been doing in our household for many years is um, we have the children, uh, my kids, as contributors. And what I mean by that is it's whether they're going out and throwing out the garbage or helping bringing groceries or yeah. even, even my son. Yeah has gone on this bicycle. Yes, Staten Island, so it's a little bit different, right? You know, and, and has bicycled to the store to pick up groceries. So, you know, that's that's how that's what we try to do. We try to yeah. bring everybody in as a contributor in order to help for the common good. Yeah. We we always refer to our family unit as Team K Hack. And to this day we we still do that. Our son is um is um just started his final senior year at Texas A and M University. And to this day, we are wow. still, thank you. We are still team K-Hack. You know, it's like you are representing this family and today your job is to continue to do well in school and, you know, your job later will be something else. But, um, you know, he, he definitely knows what his role is and how he contributes. And yeah, I mean, again, you kind of like Adam, we started off with you and I talking about our partnership and how, you know, because of what I could provide, it made you stronger. And because of what you could provide, it made me stronger. 
it's no different. Like partnerships need everybody pitching in. I was going to say, I think another part of that is, and, and this is where the relationships come in a lot. And it's especially important in uh, insecurity where there's so much stress, mm -hmm. there's so much after hours yeah. is, you know, we've got to learn to be um, a little accepting and, and mm -hmm. kind with each other. You know, yeah. it's especially, you know, when you, yes, when you're doing an incident, you have these things going on, it, it, yeah. it's tough and everything, you know, and, and yeah. it's very hard to remember also that people are, you know, also people, you can't drive them too hard. People yeah. will need a break. Yeah. And, uh, you know, also people do have, have families, um, yeah. you know, sometimes things get, can get so rough, you yeah. know, you, even as a, even as a manager, we got our members like, Hey, did you yeah. tell your wife you're, you're not going to be, be, be going, be going home tonight? You know, are you so, you know, re remember, even as we're focused on this, there were other things. And also, yeah. you know, I know I've, I've screamed, uh, you know, more than once at me, at someone saying at, at you, you know, saying I need this right, right away. Yeah. And then sometimes, you know, someone comes back and says, Oh, I'm going to miss my kid's game. We're going to do something. And it's like, mm -hmm. and, and that's even, you get some guilt with that. It's like, was it really that important? You know, yeah. was it really that essential? Was the world going to end if, you know, this is the next morning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, that was actually how tough. Adam and I became friends um, because um, we had some incidences that, that essentially had us working over the weekend. And, you know, I would, I would often send him text messages over the weekend and it would, you know, and it was, it was just an update on like, okay, here's where, you know, we stand with this. And it wasn't like anything's required of you, but just so you know, if you get a call from anybody, you've got the latest information. And sometimes the latest information was, I don't have anything new from our last update, but I am constantly checking in and <laughs> you will be the first to know. Yes, you, yes, um, you did. And, and, and I, I've seen on LinkedIn and on little shorts and videos and they remind you that your that your job is always not going to remember you, but your kids will. So mm -hmm. you know, your kids are forever, right? You know, um, yeah. your job is not forever. Very rarely does anybody last their whole entire lifetime in a job. And while you're, I'm not saying don't do the right thing by your employer. You always should, but how far are you willing to go to a point where your kids might suffer? And I even like I'm a big. Um, I'm a big Jack Ryan fan. I was watching Jack Ryan today with, uh, again, on Amazon. And I was like, yeah. was it Amazon? I think it was. And, yeah, you know, yeah. um, uh, I think it's Wyndon Pierce. Uh, he plays uh, yeah. one of the CIA guys. Wendell. And he, mm -hmm. Wendell, yeah, Wendell. Yeah, thank you. And he was going to a football game with his kid, but he got called by the president and he left. And, and he's like, you know, he goes, yeah, I, I got to remember to take care of my kid. So we, we have to remember the kids are always going to remember the bad experiences and the good experiences. And I even saw another, another customer of mine today post from Disney world that he goes, sometimes you got to make sure you keep the memories. So yeah. those are the things the kids are going to remember. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, back to, back to Joe's point about balance, right? So I, you know, I can't imagine, um, the president needing my services for anything. However, <laughs> <laughs> if that happened, um, you know, I, I mean, I would hope that I've also taught my child the importance of, you know, a leader like that, um, you know, needing something from you, you know, and, and then going back to Abigail, part of, you know, the, the strength of our relationship was, you know, I, I very distinctly remember a time where we had rented out a, um, um, one of the, you know, premium suites at a, at a, at a pro football game. And, um, my husband had to, um, he had to have an emergency business trip. 
And so there I was and the game was on Sunday and we had nobody available um, to help us take care of our kid. And so I, I remember calling Abigail saying, hey, I'm I'm really sorry. I, I can't go because Brian had an emergency trip he had to fly out for. And um, so now there's, you know, there's nobody available to help take care of our son. And she was like, bring him. And, oh, and I'm cool. like, oh, we're going to be with, you know, our customers. I, I don't want to, you know, you don't want to make this messy and whatever. And she's like, uh, you know, she's, she knows, she knew, she knew Daniel and she knew that he's, um, you know, a very, you know, well-behaved, respectful child and whatnot. She's like, he'll be fine. It'll be fine. Like, you're not missing out on this. Come. And, you know, and, and it was wonderful and he was, he did great there and, 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 and it all worked out, you know, so again, you know, when you, when you find those good leaders, man, you hold on tight because. Probably the start it, of the show, it, the kid, your kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't walk away if it wasn't important and he knows that, you know, if it wasn't absolutely necessary, I would, you know, I, I would decline it. And so, and he knows the, you know, how I view that and, you know, he would, he would recognize that it's not, it's not that he's not important or what he was doing isn't important. It's that, you know, but he saw the trade-offs. He saw, you know, many times that, you know, there are certain things that you, you really, you really, um, you know, have to adhere to where your work responsibilities are, even when it's, you know, not, you know, nine to five, Monday through Friday. And, um, and then there are other things that, you know, you can't pull back on, you know, it, when we would go, we would always do a, a week long trip. Um, we'd go, we'd go to Colorado, we would do this family camp thing and there wasn't cell service and there wasn't Wi-Fi, So we were really present for a whole week in the summer, you know, in the beautiful mountains. And, um, you know, so not that one week in the mountains is going to make up for everything, but, um, but there, there are moments to do the quality things. Well, if your family can survive a week in the mountains with no cell coverage outside of not having any work calls, that's pretty impressive on its own. <laughs> I'm not saying it was easy. Uh, there were a few times that, you know, I'd have to drive down into the little, there was one little town um, that you could drive into and there would be like a couple of coffee shops that would have Wi-Fi, and, you know, so I'd go in every now and again and check in um, just to make sure that nothing had blown up. But yeah, that's where, that's where you need, like, again, the incredible um, leadership support and hopefully you have a good team and a good relationship with your, with your peers so that, you know, everybody just picks up, you know, the, the, the extra work, um, during those times. And it's a description of Starlink. The what? It's a description <laughs> of Starlink. And Starlink is that uh, internet in the middle of anywhere. <laughs> satellite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's great. I, now you tell me I could have used that information. No, actually, I didn't need it years ago because I needed to be present. But yes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's a little too tempting when you're like, yeah, I can get coverage. You're like, I could no. Do it. Yeah, no, no, it's good. It's good to check out every now and again. It's good to go off the grid. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so where do you see when it comes to security or IT in general, um, women's participation going? Do you see it going up? Because, you know, it's, it's interesting and it's a little yeah. deceptive. Like you say, yeah. There are there are some, but not many in leadership yeah. positions. But there are some who are very notable and very visible yeah. in leadership yeah. positions. But that yeah. doesn't mean we're in a strong position. Yeah, you know, I would say goes. I would say that um, there's definitely a crop coming um, now. Whether that takes you know two years, five years, ten years, I don't know. But I do. I definitely see that so many more parents are starting to steer their daughters in in a STEM direction. Um, 
and, and I think that's great. I think it's at right around fifth grade or most of the stats show that, that girls sort of stop chasing after sort of the more challenging subjects. They kind of, they pick a lane and it tends to not be you know, math and science and technology stuff. And I, um, so it, there's, there's just been a huge, huge pull to, to steer women at still young girls in that direction. And, and that's actually one of the things that we hope to accomplish um, with Fierce. We actually have a, uh, we talked you and I talked a little bit about um, marketing earlier and um, in my mind, I, I, I think we will call, we'll call that focus Thundercats. And that will, those, those, those young girls will be the, will be the girls that we're going to really, really help steer in that, in that STEM field. Um, so that, um, that they're not, they're not afraid of it. It, it. it becomes something, you know, just like if you're playing soccer, you know, you're, you're going to be aggressive. You're going to go after the ball. You're going to shoot the ball. You're going to, you know, all the things you're going to communicate, be a team player. And we're just going to keep pushing it. Like it's this most natural thing. And, um, that, that's, that's one of the, one of the things we hope to grow into, um, with fierce. And then, you know, simultaneously, um, the other, the other branding, um, thing that we've been, um, we've been pushing and, and I think we'll have it ready for our fierce 100 workshop is, uh, we also want to have a group of women that we call sirens and our sirens are going to be, um, some more seasoned women. Um, and again, in any, in any field, we know, we know a lot of seasoned women, you know, in the healthcare industry and technology in general, um, and, and they're going to help us out with the things that they've learned over the years as well. So we're kind of, we're going to kind of bookend it with, you've got women where they are today and we've got the women that are to come and we've got the women who've already walked through some of the, some of the fire for us. So, well, I like that sirens branding cause you definitely won't get a copyright strike for that. I, I don't know about <laughs> the other ones, but, uh, but, but let, but let me ask you something. So I'll ask you for some advice here. Okay. I, um, I have a daughter. Yeah. How old? A week. She is 14 and a week or two, she starts high okay. school. Okay. Right. So, you know, and you know, she goes to a good school and she's at the point where we were actually talking today. I said, well, you know, you're not quite ready to start thinking about college yet, but you got to start thinking about what you're interested in, what schools yeah. in the next year or two. I'm like, you know, yeah. start g giving it some thought. And, yeah. you know, she's not tremendously interested yeah. in, uh, you know, science and math, but yeah. Uh, and engineer, but when it comes to that, she's actually pretty good at it. She's as good at it as anything else. And, you know, on the one hand, I don't want to forcibly steer her into something that she's maybe not so interested in. But on the other hand, I worry it's like, but is it that she's not interested in it because of these, you know, unconscious gender roles or she, you know, we don't do anything to promote it, but she just in everything. And she say, this is not stuff that girls do. This is not what her friends are doing and everything. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to navigate that without, you know, turning her into a mess or anything, you know? Yeah, no, that's a great question. You know, so I don't have a daughter. I, I only have the one son and, um, you know, I noticed early on, um, that he had an aptitude um, you know, for, for something that, you know, sort of might look like engineering. And so I, I, I and again, he was much younger when I started this process mm -hmm. and I started to put challenges in front of him, um, that sort of fed that. So for instance, um, I gave him a, uh, just a little spiral notebook and, and a set of coloring pens, or I'm sorry, coloring pencils. And, um, I was and he loved water parks and I would say, okay, you're an engineer and you get to create the new the newest ride at the water park. What does that look like? And so he would, he would spend time just, you know, 
drafting out what he thought would be a cool ride and all the details about it, right? And you kind of, and you sort of just walk him through it. And they sh- he shows you the work and you go, oh, this is really interesting. But what about, you know, you know, do you have to worry about these sort of things? How, how do you get around these challenges with it? You know, and you just kind of make him keep going back to the drawing table and perfecting and perfecting and perfecting. Um, and then we- inter- by, the, by the way, you're, you're smarter than me. You bought, you bought him a set of pencils. My kid bought the water park video game. I think it cost me 50 bucks. But anyway. <laughs> well, you know, this was a while back. This was kind of before <laughs> you know, technology is the way it is. You know, it's, it's so easy today. Like, you know, now he has all of the- you know, he would he would do it on it with his Apple pencil. Now, right? okay. You're complaining. Um, so, I took my kid to the water park. It cost me a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I definitely got off a lot cheaper than you guys, but, um, and so then we would find like coding camps, and then we would find like uh, the the Lego robotics, and we just kind of kept introducing him, uh, you know, immersing him in certain things that sort of fed into that. So then it was a very natural thing. And so, you know, and today he's, he's a, his degree will be in industrial engineering with a business minor. And, um, so, so it, so it worked out for us that, you know, we, we, I could see early on that he had the aptitude. So we just kind of kept feeding into it. We would introduce him. We we introduced him to architects because there was a, it was about a two year period where he thought maybe he would do architecture, um, versus engineering. Um, and then he decided, he's like, you know, there's not enough math in that. I, I want to do something that's a little more intensive with math. So we were like, all right, scratch that. You, you still have time. That was still why he was in high school. So we were like, mm-hmm. you still have plenty of time. We can go this other direction. So then we started introducing him to our friends who were engineers and um, in, in lots of different, you know, there's engineering is, you know, so broad, there's so many different types. So we started, you know, introducing him to different types of engineering um, people and, 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 um, school of thought. So, um, so he got exposed to a lot, um, before he went off to college and then, you know, so he just sort of, when you, when you get to A&M, you, you just, I think you declare engineering and then it's a one, like two years into it is when you go more specific into it, which, which specific study of engineering you want. Um, and that's when he selected, um, industrial. So, um, so you can do things like that. So again, you, you, you can notice, I, I, I know about, five, somewhere between five and 10 years ago, a lot of companies started creating um, sort of STEM themed toys for girls, right? So yes, they were made in pink and (laughs) things of that nature, which I'm going to let it go because I appreciate the fact that it was being done. But But let me ask you this. Here's here's a trivia question. Who's the largest employer of women I'm hoping it's still in STEM. In STEM? Um, largest employer of women in STEM. And supposedly Gosh. it was at least 33%. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. NASA. Oh, I love it. NASA, really? Love it. Love Google it. it, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and again, you know, I, I was in, I think, uh, 10th grade. Was that, it was at 85 was when... Um, like they took a teacher up, a female teacher up. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it was the challenger. And yeah, was, I know. I was, yeah, it didn't work out so good. It but, didn't work out great. But, you know, it still. The was there. You know, yeah. representation matters. There were a lot of girls who saw that and were like, I could do that too, you know? And um, representation matters. You have to see it um, to believe that it could be an option for you as well. You know, that's why it's just so, that's that's why we love that the name Fierce. It's like it changes everything when you have female representation. I see a lot of women wearing, I'm not sure if it's a fashionable thing or they really like it. 
master um, T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, Joe touched on it. Branding, marketing, it's incredible. It's incredible what branding and marketing can do. And, um, you know, and social media um, can be can be used for so much more good than just, you know, wasting your time. Um, so that's another thing. Like, you know, can you expose your daughters to um, to certain books to, um, you know, sort of like Abigail's dad did, you know, when, when there is um, a, a woman later who has a great TED talk or something, sit down and watch that TED talk with your daughter and then have that conversation afterwards about, you know, what did you think about this? Did you like what she had to say? How would you have done this differently? You know, what topics are top of mind for you? And, um, I, you know, and again, this dovetails into my, you know, it's not quantity, it's quality. And that's how you really get to know who your kids are so that you can steer them. Okay, so quality. So my daughter has a T-shirt personally signed by an astronaut. So am I covered? Am I I good for me at this point? (laughs) But you know what? You know what else? I have to do a little more. You can plant plant a seed. NASA does an incredible internship program um, uh, for kids, and uh, you know, like for high school kids or um, no? I think I think it's college kids. Okay, um, but maybe they may they might do camps um, that are. That are fo- I bet you they do camps. I have a friend. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to um, send a guy your way um, and have him be one of your guests, um, and and he can he can tell you all about the the different things because um, he leads up their internship program. And oh, um, nice, pretty cool. Yeah, love that guy. Love him. So wow. I'm going to I'm going to send him your way. Um, but but do you see how we're having this conversation? So I'm planting seeds with you, and then you're going mm-hmm. to do some more things, and you're going like. Now use it, again, use social media for, for the betterment. So post this kind of stuff, like um, challenge your male friends um, to like, hey, I want to see you support young girls, women, whatever it looks like, um, you know, publicly. And um, because we, we, need, we need the male allies, like you guys are key to unlocking this. Um, so, so men have to recognize that it needs to be done. And then you have to be willing participants and you, and you really got to be our cheerleaders. You got to be our champions and you got to help us out. Wow. Rebecca, you're like a leader or something. You've actually got me excited about this. This is, and you're going to get us another guest. You're the best. Wow. I can do it. I promise. I promise. Yeah. No, I mean, this awesome. is what, this is what community is about, right? That's you have a podcast cause you want to build a community. This is what community is about. All right. Wow. So my personal okay. opinion. So maybe we need to start gearing some of our um, swag for our show towards women. Yeah, absolutely. And that doesn't mean you make okay. it pink. That does not oh, mean no, I was going to say, pink. should we order some pink flasks? We'll no, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's only insulting people. Next show, Cosmopolitan. We'll drink. <laughs> I drink that. You know what I didn't think about? I should have created my own little fierce teeny drink. For, for today's show. Well, that would have been incredible. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't hundred percent there with the branding for today, but that's okay. <laughs> you have been great. And we would love to have you on again and, and try out what, whatever a fierce teeny ends up being. <laughs> fierce teeny. It's probably going to have tequila of some sort. Cause you guys, you got to know oh, that's, my, that's my drink. I'm a, I'm a tequila girl. Man, that, it's good. That I know. Today, today's right. today's sipping tequila. I, you know, like the junk you drank in college. No, that's not my that's not my game. I, I like a nice little, nice little sipping tequila. 
Well, I'll tell you, when they ring up that uh, that bottle of Casamigos, um, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this ain't the stuff I had in college. I can tell you that <laughs> much. I can no, see why George no. is doing okay. Weren't, so. you, weren't you drinking Night Train? $2 a bottle? <laughs> I might have had a Night Train once or twice in my college career. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. either yeah. confirm nor deny. Yeah. But we moved on from that. But, uh, <laughs> what I love about our generation and and anything that may or may not have happened um, is that there's no proof. No video. We don't have this video. There's no pictures. Yeah. 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 We're good. We're good. We're good. This next generation, not so much. Oh no. It's going to be. Wow. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. That gets into our surveillance episode, but that's a whole other subject. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So Adam, I think we're at last call. Your your final Adam always gets our final thoughts here. All right. My my final thought is um, we need to get a sponsor. Go down to uh, the workshop over in Texas. We need to learn a thing or two, and uh, we should be okay. Well, that sounds really good. Except you know, I I, I don't want to I don't want to crash the women's conference like you know with a big bottle of tequila and say, hey, we're allies, you know, girls. We hang out with you. I don't know if that's going to work. We're going to gain. And at the last conference um, that Rebecca had, they had guys. We did. We did. We did. Um, we typically do. I will say that unless you're an actual sponsor, we're, we're going to keep this one to women. Of course, any of our sponsors that are males are, are welcome to join us. Um, I know. I know. But just this one. Just this one. All yeah. the others, we, 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 uh, we more than welcome. We absolutely need our male allies. Um, like I said, this is the only way this is success- successful is, uh, and, and the most important piece, and I love it for both of you that you have daughters and you can see that I want, I want life to be different for my daughter when she hits this um, phase of her life where she's evaluating, you know, what companies, what roles, um, even for you, Joe, like what should she study? How do I, how do I navigate that? Like, you know, we really need you in the game with us here. You're super I guess, important. I guess the uh, alternative is if, if we can't go to your your uh, uh, conference and you have to come to New York and hang out and we'll I buy tequila. I can easily do that. Love to do that. Yeah, when we're in New yeah. York, we'll hang out and get tequila Love it. or whatever else Love you it. Like. Look forward to it. And notice yeah. I said New York, Joe, not going to New Jersey, you coming to New York. <laughs> oh, I come into New York. I can't hang out in New Jersey. Please, I... I, I need I need to maintain an unsullied criminal record in, in my home state, so I'll go to New York. I'm just going to tell you this, Rebecca. He lives near a yeah. mall where people uh, valet park their six-figure yeah. cars. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't yeah. everyone have that? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a six-figure car girl. I could care less about cars. That, I didn't say he had me. a six-figure car. I said yeah. he lives near a mall where yeah. they... Valet park yeah. the six figure cars. Yes, I, I I park in the deck like a peasant, not in the yeah. valet parking. So, yeah. I mean, again, we we talked about we talked about priorities. We talked about like, you know, what does success look like for some people? It's it's very different. You know, for me, it's like if I'm healthy, my my family's healthy. We have we have all the wealth and success that we need in life. Um, but you know, it's different for absolutely everybody. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, All right. On that note, Rebecca, thanks again for joining us. Thanks for having me. Really I appreciate it. Thank time. you. It's been a fun Cheers, discussion. Guys. Adam, yeah. take it easy. Yes, sir. Right. Bye. Bye.